Welcome to Pop Yak, where we yak about pop culture. We watch three episodes of something a week and yak about it. We're doing this as a first impressions discussion that can continue in the Discord chat for the show. Link in the show notes. I'll then read and share the best takes on next week's show. Also, another way you can uh, drop hot takes is, is on Twitter, at audio underscore D. Back to our regularly scheduled program, The Boys. And this episode starts off with the crew cleaning up Translucent's dead body. Can you call it a body at this point? It's just ground beef. They're cleaning up Translucent's ground beef, which sounds a little racy. But, I mean, for Translucent, it probably that's probably how he would have wanted to be remembered. And they're just kind of dumping him into garbage bags. And there's Translucent everywhere. There's Translucent on the floor. There's Translucent on the wall. There's Translucent on the ceiling. But I'm sure Frenchie has, like, a degree in, like, cleaning people up. Like, I'm sure Frenchie's also part of the John Wick, like, secret organization. that he just shows up and cleans the place real quick and then skedaddles. So we ain't got to worry about that. Huey's like, all right, I got to go home because this shit is getting real. I got to go home. I got to get some clothes. I got to... Butcher's like, I'll get you some clothes off a dead guy, probably. And he's like... Nah, no, no, I'm gonna go to my house. When they do get to his house, he has a bunch of, like, superhero stuff all over his room. Why now is it the first time you've picked up that, you know, A-Train Funko Pop and destroyed it? As soon as my girlfriend got turned into a Jackson Pollock painting, I would have been like, okay... I'm maybe throwing out the fucking A-Train Funko Pop. That's like the first thing to go. We don't know how old Huey is, but he does the whole fuck off dad, you don't know me shtick. He was working a full-time job from what I understand. So he can't be like in high school still. His dad only really knows kid Huey. You're a teenager. You don't feel like talking to your parents about your likes and dislikes. They should just kind of know at that point, right? If my mom doesn't know that my little sister's into BTS, she's not paying attention. And he's like, you like pizza rolls. He said, fuck pizza rolls. When he said that, I gasped at the blasphemy. I was like, yo, pizza rolls is out here feeding the streets, all right? Put it in the oven. You will have a much better experience. Recipes of pizza rolls aside, we go to Starlight, who is brought into like a meeting about her outward like appearance, her character. Like people think that you're empowering now. You're a strong feminist icon. And she's like, okay, great. Excellent. Good. And then they're like, we've channeled all of that into this costume. They, they took forever to get there. And the two costume designers that came up with it are hilarious. I really enjoyed the comedy of this scene. When they revealed the costume, I was like, ew, that's not, she's not going to go for that. Especially considering what she had to go through here with fucking The Deep. She already kind of feels, she doesn't want to feel like a sexual object. The, the rest of the people at Vaught don't know that. But I'm pretty sure they know that. I'm pretty sure there's cameras everywhere capturing things that they do and say. And there is a dude who can look through walls. The fact that they give her this costume and they're like, uh, uh, sex sells. It's empowering and stuff. For some characters in comic books, yes, that can be the case. You guys are probably familiar with the White Queen, Emma Frost. She was in one of the X-Men movies. Emma Frost and Hellfire Club are a sex cult. Emma Frost walks around in a costume that looks even more racy than that. But that's because she's Emma Frost. She's in a sex cult. That's, you know, her whole personality and who she is revolves around her sexuality that's not starlight she's like middle america i brought cornbread to the church luncheon she's not the chick that you know exudes this strong sexual character but the thing is they don't have one of those on board so they're like we might as well have one of those we we checked all the other boxes they just opened up a book of tropes and went okay we have this trope this trope this trope mm, sex sex appeal character the deep but, like, he also smells like fish. He probably would turn some chicks off. This costume doesn't fit her character. It doesn't fit her personality. She beat up two dudes who, like, were trying to date rape a chick. She is not gonna be out here wearing an outfit with crotch cleavage, which was a really bad look when they gave it to Supergirl earlier in the, uh, I want to say in the mid-2010s. The mid-10s, they kind of gave Supergirl this, like, crotch cleavage costume, and I was like, I hate the way that looks. 
And people were like, why? It's a cool costume. It's like, you could see a little bit too much of Supergirl's situation in that area. And boy, the comic book artists like to draw it. Good on Starlight for turning this costume down, but they were like, look, if you do not put this costume on, we're firing your ass. She has no choice but to wear this costume. Butcher goes and visits another dude, Mother's Milk, which, what kind of name is that? What is your thing? I almost said, what is your quirk? Because the times we live in now. But what is his power? What does it have to do with Mother's Milk? Why is that his name? Huey asks him, like, is that really your name? And he's like, yeah, that's what my mom named me. But he said it sarcastically. So it's like, it must be his hero name or vigilante name or villain name i have no idea this this motley crew of like heroes that aren't heroes it's coming together pretty nicely so you have like leon the professional guy who used to looks like he used to work for the john wick organization british punisher and now you have you have a youth coach he doesn't want to join butcher at first he's like look i got a happy life now i'm working with these people he's like we kill translucent and he's like word (laughs) i would love to know more about what's going on this show would benefit i think from a prequel not many shows i would say that about they had a plan to spy on Popclaw. we finally get to know what she's like Popclaw would wear that uniform that starlight was offered she also does like it looks like b movies she can't afford to pay the rent but that's probably because she's constantly buying drugs the whole time they kept saying compound v i thought that was a code word for like a superhero accident that went wrong the civil war comics have a different story than the civil war movie some like reality show superheroes accidentally blew up a bunch of kids they were like okay that's it everybody just can't be running around being superheroes we need registration no it's a drug it's what they would call in the x-men they call it kick kick though was like in an asthma inhaler and you you inhale it and it powers you up it enhances your powers and usually for some reason everybody has super strength if you're a super so that just goes along with the territory which is like you know what at this point yeah that's kind of the way it is they get huey who's actually really good at the technical side of things to uh install some spyware and watch her from her webcam which definitely made me paranoid about my webcam if i wasn't already i don't have any state secrets or whatever they go in there pretending to be like the internet company fucking around her router and you know i could see this working definitely a lot of people would just be like oh yeah sure come on in fuck around with my computer definitely would fall hard huey bumps into a train on his way out of the apartment and is trying to get a train to remember him and a train's like what is your fucking deal back the hell up the thing is do you want him to recognize you right now you're trying to do a covert mission if you get caught that's it idiot luckily for huey even though huey's like hey remember me remember what you did to me for a train that was tuesday counter lucky stars he doesn't remember you dude they watch the footage and it starts to get um real gross real fast (laughs) a train apparently likes feet stuff which is weird because he's like a superhero that runs all the time i don't know if i want to put the world's sweatiest feet in my mouth I don't, I don't want to put any feet in my mouth, but the world's sweatiest feet is a definite no. <laughs> All this dude does is run. And also that the friction must get, must make it not just sweaty, but like, oh, it must just smell like a pack of hot dogs when he takes his shoes off. Oh man. Oh, I was thoroughly grossed out. This honestly was grosser than the ground beefing that happened later. A-Train remembers exploding Huey's girlfriend, but he doesn't remember Huey, like not even a little bit. I could see why. He was freaking out. He was high on this stuff. When you're on that stuff, you get amped up. And he's like, fucking look, I need that stuff to run a race to see if I'm the fastest because Popclaw gives him the steroids and he takes it before his thing. Frenchie's like, oh, I got to try it for myself to see if it works. Frenchie, do you have a superpower? What's everybody's powers here? If you have powers, raise your hand. Unless it's something lame like Frenchie's like, oh, my superpower is that I can grow my fingernails really long because there has to be powers like that, right? Here is the worst part of the episode for me because it's really jarring to watch. The fight scene, the training scene that Queen Maeve has with these guys, they do a lot of jump cuts to hide the fact that the fighting is not good and i hate that i hate that it's disorienting 
and it doesn't really get me into the fight or make her seem cool or like she's hitting anybody harder it's obvious that the fighting here is not good if queen mave is not good at fighting maybe you should have cast somebody else uh there's a ton of wrestlers who could fit the mold and, and i always think of wrestlers when i think of casting superhero movies because they're the buffest people that i know who are also actors for a living for that being the worst of it that's pretty good actually homelander is fucking funny every time he's on screen i have a blast even though i'm not supposed to because he's the worst they send for some reason homelander and queen mave on a mission and they show up there they're talking about you know top secret stuff on the way there nobody seems to be paying attention to what they're saying because there's such a ruckus around them because people are like oh my god it's superheroes that they don't even care fucking homelander jumps up like 30 floors and into this window to confront the bad guy and Maeve has to take the elevator, and that was so fucking funny. The comedy in this show hits at the right points, I think. They do a great job of that. They find the guy in the room with the gun. Homelander gets a little too excited and punches a hole through this dude. I love the way he punched a hole in this dude. It was very, it felt very visceral, you know? Usually you would think, oh, he's gonna punch a literal hole through his body like in Kung Pao, right? But that's not what happened. He just puts his fist in him. He's like, oh, he attacked us first. And he shoots Maeve a bunch in her armor. So she would have like the bullet damage on her armor. Like, oh, there's the proof that he shot first and that it was okay that uh, Homelander killed him. Self-defense, um, which is crazy. Even like after watching The Incredibles, the fact that villains can sue you in The Incredibles makes me think there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way that they would get away with that kind of thing in this world. You're a superhero. Self-defense, what? You're, you two especially are like bulletproof. I don't know. So Starlight is signing autographs uh, about her uniform and this little girl comes up to her dressed in a cosplay and she's like, oh, I gotta save up money for your new costume. And she's like, ugh. And it's like, yeah, little kids look up to you. The thing is, I don't think Vought thought about that. They're like, oh, you're great with the 18 to 34 demographic. Kids also really, really, really love superheroes. So you got to remember that you have kids in the audience too. You can't make her too sexy. Their representative lady is looking on like, ugh. And then there's a guy in the, in the crowd who's like waiting for an autograph also who's really rambunctious and be, show me your tits. And I'm thinking, yo, where's security? The moment something like that would have happened at like a the autograph signing for like the Dixie Chicks or something, that dude is getting tackled and escorted off the premises. Where the fuck is security here? But yeah, they just let this guy stand up. They were like, who cares what he says? He's going to give you his money. She probably doesn't even get the money from these autographs. It probably goes straight to Vaught. Terrible, terrible. Because I think that they said they get like a 6% or 7% of the stuff that they make. That's still a lot of money. A-Train takes some of the Compound V. The effect that the Compound V has on Popclaw when she gets pissed off at him for saying like, oh, I'm single and ready to mingle. Um, She gets pissed at that and takes some Compound V for herself. The fact that he said that he's like single and shit is probably something that Vought told him. It's very popular with pop bands and especially in Japan with like J-pop and Korea with K-pop. You are not allowed to have a significant other because they want to give the fans the illusion that they have a chance. So they don't want you to have a boyfriend or anything like that. It was a really big deal for one idol in, I think it was Pan. She got kicked out of the band and she shaved her head in shame. So I understand why he did that. Popclaw is like, fuck this. The landlord comes up and it becomes one of those, oh, Mr. Landlord, I'll pay you in something else scenarios that's very popular right now for some reason. You know, it didn't get popular until like the boys. So maybe it helped make the genre popular. They do some role play and she accidentally turns his head into hamburger. I say hamburger because that's what everybody looks like when they turn to meat in the show. Like they're just like, 
Okay, and cut. <laughs> Dump the package of ground beef right over there. She turns his head into a hamburger with her thighs, and I'm like, Jesus. You see chicks turn watermelons into, like, mush with their thighs, and that's impressive. If I remember right, the human skull is very much like a coconut. So, like, imagine that same shit, but crushing a coconut. And didn't even notice that she crushed his fucking head until she got up and turned around. First of all, Huey's like, you let him die. They do everything in their power to make Huey remind me of Spider-Man. They, they gave him a camera earlier, so when he went to go distract Annie, and they actually hit it off. He turned off his mic because he's just... And he genuinely likes her. This is not like a, a plan to get her out of the way. But how much you want to bet that's what's going to happen. She's going to find out about his crew and think that, oh, you're just using me. And then, like, not want to talk to him. That's going to be a big plot point. I just feel it in my bones. They gave him a camera and say, you're a reporter. You know, you're taking pictures, right? Peter Parker. And then at the end, he's like, you let him die. And that's a very Peter Parker response to what just happened. We couldn't have changed anything because we don't have super speed. We couldn't run up there and do anything about this. There's a lot of reasons why they couldn't save him. But the fact that Huey is super upset about that, I think is going to probably be the last straw in the relationship between this group and Huey. I think Huey might be starting to splinter away from them. But I thought this episode was very good. Oh yeah, forgot to mention that the Deep gets embarrassed again, which is always good. They find a trunk in the river with the remains of Translucent in it with like a threat underneath the box. Like we're coming for you. Like we don't know if this is a true statement that Billy the Butcher is ready to go Tower of Babel and kill all of the heroes or if it's just an empty threat to get them off of the trail. I think I might pass on Yuri on Ice this week only because this was really long. And honestly, it's really hard for me to get into Yuri on Ice. I'm definitely gonna try again <laughs> to do that. I'm really having a hard time wanting to continue that show. It's, I don't care about ice skating. Like it, I'm trying, but it's really hard. That's it for this week. Thanks for hanging out.